The first step to new uniforms, maybe. I'm ripping out the pressure O meter for 2022, and I'll pray Steve Kime, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Here we go. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, welcome in. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. I am here. It's a Monday, and we are doing it live. Um, follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So. Uh, somewhat of eventful weekend. Cardinals rolled out their alternate helmets, black with red uh, speckles, I guess you want to call it. Uh, maybe the first step in a complete overhaul of uniforms, which is what I've been hoping for forever. I'll talk about that in just a second. The pressure o meter is set. I've ranked 10 players or player groups that have the most pressure on them heading into the 2022 season, coaches included, and there's a GM in there as well. Um, just interesting conversation. I took some time and I just was like, you know what? With contracts up, with weaker position groups, with somebody that may have gotten paid a whole lot of cheese over the last week, uh, where do they all stack up? I'll talk about that in the second segment. And I will praise Steve Kime in the third. Um, yeah, sometimes it's due. And I think it's due today on a Monday edition of Locked on Cardinals. Once again, free and available on all platforms. So the Cardinals unveiled their black helmets that they'll be wearing in a couple games of the 2022 season. Um, I, they're not the only team that, that are doing it. There's a handful of others. The, the Bears were the first one to come out with it. I quote tweeted by saying teams are on their 495th alternate jersey color scheme and the Cardinals think it's illegal to change their uniforms. I'm hoping that the Cardinals, like, I've never gotten more blowback than my thought on this specifically that I'm going to re-engage right now. Do away with the bird. Get the bird off the helmet. And there's a couple reasons why I think this. One, it doesn't strike any sort of fear whatsoever in, in, in the opposition. When you look at other helmets, even though there may not be the, it may not be a an animal as, as the, as the, uh, the Nick, as the, you know, as a mascot, the team name, there are a lot more uniforms and helmets that strike fear in the opposition, a little bit more than a bird on the side of the helmet. That's one. Number two, since the beginning of time, 1920, the inception of the Cardinals organization, the Cardinals have the third worst win percentage over the history of football in the United States. And they've also played, I think, the second or third most games of any team since the inception of football in the United States. So the bird, just by definition is synonymous with not so great things on the field. Now, obviously, as of late, last 20 years, it's been a little bit different, but the futility 
that was a part of this organization with that bird on the side of the helmet. So people remember, do away with it. Keep it elsewhere, do away with it on the helmet. There are a couple uh, uni mock-up uh, uh, Twitter um, handles that I follow and I've DM'd with. I have in the works an idea for a helmet that I think would look fantastic. Now, the alternate one that came out, it's fine. Seven out of 10, which passing grade. That's what got me through high school and college. But with this color scheme and with this roster, I think the uniforms are a massive issue still. Massive issue. There are some in the uh, you know, you know, in the fan base that wants to go back to the more traditional throwback uniforms. Okay, fine. I mean, I you can't like the Cardinals uniforms aren't offensively bad. That's never been the issue. The issue is people playing Oregon Trail growing up on green screens, computers, and floppy disks are looking at the same damn uniforms pretty much that they're watching now as they're having kids and potentially grandkids. Okay? That's that's the problem is lack of innovation. Like, you look at the Seahawks have had some awful color schemes. But at least they're different. You know? My number one request for the uniforms moving forward, remove the Cardinal bird. Oh, that sounds terrible. That's the decal of the organization. Look at the win-loss record of this organization. What if, like, a complete brand overhaul, not changing the name or anything, but a brand overhaul of this organization would not hurt, in my opinion. Alice Clancy locked on Cardinals. At, at Clancy's Corner on Twitter, do away with the bird from the helmet. That's it. Stamp it. Stamp it. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Thanks for hanging out with me on, uh, you know, live stream right now. See, Nightingale, I'm telling you, this is the best. It's a hipster band name, Nightingale Sunset. Check out my band, Nightingale Sunset, man. We'll be drinking coffee. It'll be great. Um, I'm not a fan of returning to the old school white early 2000, 2000s unis. I would like something more akin to the Suns Valley uniforms, desert colors that change up and down the uniform. Yeah, I mean, I'm not – listen. I'm not against anything. I'm not against anything when it comes to uniforms. Just give something different. The Valley jerseys catapulted to a top two or top three jersey in the NBA at its inception, and everybody knew it. There is one thing that I would love to see the all four majors adopt, and it's cross-sport jersey swaps. Like, if you have the Cardinals and – Maybe a bad example. Like, but I am I am a huge truther of the orange Suns jerseys. PHX 1-3. I remember Steve Nash, PHX 1-3. Cardinals rocking those oranges on a Sunday. Because who cares? You could get a Kyler Murray burnt orange with ARI across the across the chest. Come on, dude. Of course. There's so much that can be done with uniforms. 
And the most frustrating part about the Cardinals not doing anything is there, there's so much that could be done with uniforms, and they choose not to. Miss my thesis statement of this with the uniform and, and, the, and the alternate uh, helmet that just that just dropped over the weekend. Do away with the bird for at least one helmet. Do away with the bird for at least one helmet. Win-loss record since the inception of the Arizona Cardinals, synonymous with the bird, do away with the bird. What if that's what's going to unlock the Cardinals to win a Super Bowl? Get the bird off the side of the helmet. You heard it here first. Alex Lindsay locked on Cardinals. The pressure o meter for 2022. Dumb name, important topic. I'll hit that next. Locked on Cardinals first. BetOnline.net. They've been with us for a long time, baby. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. If there was a line for the Cardinals changing the uniforms, it'd be plus a million. And I still wouldn't touch it. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They got you covered, man. Go to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action that's happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. You can check me out um, Thursdays with Tyler Rowland of Locked on NFL. It's weird. I was over the weekend. So I worked in radio for about 10 or 12 years here in Phoenix. And over the weekend, I go back and forth with if I miss it, if I don't, if I love just because I've loved doing this podcast since 2017. The grind of, of daily sports radio is, I mean, it's incredible. And it's also exhausting. And it's super labor intensive, way more than people think. And it's, I go back and forth like, man, it feels good to not have to prep for a four hour show, whether I was hosting or producing, but then it's like, man, I miss prepping for a four hour show. I miss it. Cause there's so many different angles that I, you know, that can be discussed in a 25 minute podcast every day, but it needs to be spread out throughout the week. I wish I could rip for four hours on the Cardinals. Um, anyways, uh, little introspection into my life. So uh, I put together this pressure meter stupid name, um, important, important list leading into 2022 for the Cardinals, okay? And there's a couple different ways you can look at what's happened this offseason. A couple different things you can look at. I'm going to praise Steve Kahn in the third segment. You don't want to miss that. Is there more pressure on Kyler Murray or none? Is there more pressure on Cliff Kingsbury or none? Is there more pressure on Byron Murphy and Isaiah Simmons and Jalen Thompson than there are for anybody else because their contracts are coming up? You know, Isaiah Simmons is one year behind the other guys. Or not because the defense isn't set up at this point to be great next year unless you see a couple guys really take a step forward uh, from rookie year to second year or second year to third year or Byron Murphy, who's playing for a new deal. And I formulated this, um, I formulated this uh, list. I put it in a tweet, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. This is my list of 10. And for, for those that are listening and not watching, um, I will read them to you from most pressure to least pressure in 2022, 
Okay. Here's my tweet. The pressure on meter ranking heading into 2022 for the Arizona Cardinals from most pressure on to least. Number one I have is Cliff Kingsbury. And I don't, it doesn't matter that he got a contract extension. It's pretty much null and void with respect to, you know, uh, being the coach through it. He has all of the weapons, even with DeAndre Hopkins out. Even with DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six weeks, this Arizona Cardinals offense is probably 24th, 23rd, 22nd in the NFL, 25th, something like that. He's got all the weapons. Okay, Rodney Hudson's coming back. He's got the receivers. He's got the running backs. He's got the offensive line, at least equal to last year, what they had with the offensive line. He's got all the pressure. Because now, 11 wins is cool, but you know what's cooler? Being able to clinch your own division when you start 10-2 and two and not needing Sean McVay to do it because you can't put together a win when you need it, including on the road against Detroit. Yes, some of it was on the players, but leadership-wise, and being able to call the right play call in third and eight when you need a first down to run the clock out, that's on Cliff. He has the most pressure. Number two, and this is unfair, but this is where we are right now with how the offseason has gone. Vance Joseph has the second most pressure on him. It's not fair, but it's true. The Cardinals have not upgraded the defense at all. I've talked about it a lot. He's going to be the scapegoat if the Cardinals backslide this year and the defense doesn't perform because they're not going to fire Cliff. They're not going to fire Steve Keim. They're going to have to look at somebody to be who's at fault, and it's going to be Vance Joseph if he can't elevate these young guys to a level that we haven't seen all of them played together throughout the course of a season. It's not negative. It's just true. Now, if he can elevate Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons and Byron Murphy takes that next step forward and Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker continue to do what they do and they can figure out a pass rush that's kind of makeshift with Marcus Golden leading the way and maybe Cam Thomas, the third-round pick. Like, Vance Joseph has done masterful things that get overlooked a lot. And this will just have to be another one. Otherwise, he maybe have a job. And that's just not fair. Number three, Isaiah Simmons. I talk about Isaiah Simmons being the most important X-factor on the Arizona Cardinals roster, 1-22 to on game day. If Isaiah Simmons can take that I'm a fringe pro bowler step forward, this defense will look vastly different than if he doesn't. Goes without saying, Isaiah Simmons, third on this list of most pressure on them going into 2022. Number four, Byron Murphy. If he was second year, I wouldn't have him on this list, but he's now vying for a contract. Is it going to be with the Cardinals? Is it going to be elsewhere? You'd like for him to take that step forward as a true CB1, like we saw flashes of last year, but if he goes the way of Christian Kirk, he will not be an Arizona Cardinal next year. Number four, Byron Murphy. Number five, Hollywood Brown. I wanted to put him higher, and if this was players only and not coaches and players, he would have been higher because Hollywood Brown, there are two certainties, in my opinion, going into the 2022 season. Number one, he has to prove that he's a wide receiver one. Number two, there's no way on this planet or another one that he's going to play another year before he gets a new deal. Barring some sort of catastrophic downfall, which you don't think is going to happen, and obviously injury, you never wish that upon anybody. His agent is A.J. Brown's agent. His agent is Debo Samuel's agent. 
if you don't see the tea leaves now, please don't be surprised if if Hollywood Brown doesn't play on the last year of his rookie scale contract. So, I mean, if he has 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns this year, that's going to be enough. He's like, no, pay me. Pay me or trade me. I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think Steve Keim, even Steve Keim understands that you trade for Hollywood Brown when he has two years left on his deal, when really it's just one, then that's the case. Hollywood Brown, pressure. DJ Humphreys, this is a guy that's, going to show feel pressure in, in a different way. He's been fine. He's been good. Like this is one of the better deals that Steve Kime has signed. And it wasn't a massive left tackle deal. Okay. It was shorter than a five or six year, like Trent Williams sign. I'm not comparing them to directly, but DJ Humphreys has been fine, been good. And the pressure on him is, got a big cap hit this year he's also up for a contract extension or a new contract so this is a year where he has to kind of like show again and i think he will but he's sixth on the list if i can count of the 10 who have the most pressure on them as an arizona cardinal whether it be player coach or gm going into the 2022 season number seven and this isn't fair either number seven is cam thomas and Majai sanders as one Because without the upgrades that the Cardinals needed on the defensive side of the ball, rookies are going to have to jump in and play bigger roles than maybe rookies should have to play when they're rookies. But this seems to be the trend, okay? Rookies early on, and not everybody is Micah Parsons, okay? Not everybody is TJ Watt or Devin Bush before he got hurt. Devin White. It took Devin White a year and like 10 games in Tampa Bay to become Devin White. Sometimes it's better when you don't have pressure to play rookies because you don't have a built-out veteran roster. And that's what the Cardinals are looking themselves at. And it's going to depend upon where they're going to play Cam Thomas. There's rumblings that he's going to play edge, that he's going to play hand in the dirt. Same with Majai Sanders. We don't know exactly yet where they're going to play on the field. But there is pressure on both of them in some capacity to perform because this defense is not only – not as top-heavy as it should be. It's not deep either. So there needs to be performance from both of them if the Cardinals want to stay afloat on the defensive side of the ball. Number eight, there's less pressure on him than Cam Thomas and Majai Sanders because there's less expectation at this point with Zayvon Collins. And that's not fair also, but this could work to his advantage. Okay, so go with me here. Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons are going to play in the middle of this defense. Their performance is going to be directly correlative between wins and losses on the defensive side of the ball for the Cardinals. Well, that goes without saying, obviously. But now, there's no safety net, baby. There's no safety net. There's no Jordan Hicks there. Jordan Hicks was the best safety net the Arizona Cardinals had last year, and it kind of overshadowed the fact that Zayvon Collins was injured for a a large portion of the season, and he peaked maybe during one of the first preseason games where one of his first snaps was a tackle for loss. That's what I remember from Zayvon Collins from last year, a preseason snap, not a regular season snap, a preseason snap. So now if he comes out and balls the hell out, the expectations will change. But for now, I feel like the expectations aren't as high, 
even though they desperately need him to perform in the middle of the field for this defense to stay afloat. I just don't see people saying, oh, you know what? After last year, he's going to have to have these, you know, huge expectations. And we didn't see a whole lot from him last year. It's kind of the Isaiah Simmons curve. Isaiah Simmons has massive expectations this year. He didn't so much his second year because we didn't really see a whole lot of him his freshman year, his rookie year. Okay, number nine, Steve Kime. Steve Kime, I put him on this list as like an honorable mention. The dude, he's got the Bill Self contract. He's got the Bill Self is being investigated for whatever he was being investigated for, for for, uh, tampering in some capacity, paying off people. Kansas came out and said, you're going to be a coach at Kansas for as long as you want to be. And I feel like that's what Steve Kime has with the Arizona Cardinals. Because, I mean, after 2018, everybody should have been fired. Michael Bidwell should have been fired. Everybody should have been fired after 2018. Steve Kime made it through. Steve Wilkes didn't. Didn't really make sense at the time. Now, if this team falters and they win eight or nine games this year, he will have pressure on him, but there's no way he's going to get fired. So I put him there. And I put Kyler Murray at number 10. I'm going really long in this segment, but I put Kyler Murray at number 10 because Kyler Murray had zero pressure on him now. It sounds weird, okay, but go with me. He got there. He made it. He went from being drafted top 10 overall by the Oakland Athletics to playing at Oklahoma and being an absolute monster there to, oh, sorry, here's your signing bonus back. I'm going to play football. To being drafted number one overall. To leading his team from five to eight to 11 wins and a playoff appearance. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. Does he have a lot of work to do? 100%. He's young. Okay? This is the natural progression of a young quarterback. Just because uh, because others take less time to do it doesn't mean what he's doing is behind any sort of curve. He is now $104 million guaranteed richer. If he doesn't get hurt, they're going to add out an extra 56 to that or whatever the numbers are exactly. All he has to do now is go do what he's done his entire life is go play football. Because... Most quarterback contracts are too much. Most are. And most don't yield a Super Bowl afterwards. Every team has Super Bowl aspirations. Very few win. So all Kyler Murray has to do is do exactly what he's done now, tweak some things, get better like he has the last three years, and continue this upward trajectory and he'll be a-okay. It's what he's going to do anyways. I don't think just because he's getting paid more now than he was two weeks ago adds any sort of pressure to him. I just don't I, I don't. I don't think it does. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. I'm going to talk about Steve Keim. I'm going to praise him. I got my barf bag ready. But I will praise Stevie Baby next. Locked on Cardinals first. There's another thing that I praise, and it's an entity that can get you some cash fast if you need it, okay? We've all been in a situation where if, like, you ran out of gas or you needed a couple extra gallons and not just the one gallon that's in your tank, 
or you need to buy a gift, you need to do something like that, need a little extra cash, Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Again, Dave can help. Dave's the banking app that can help you get up to 500 bucks instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check either. That's pretty sweet, okay? Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to 500 bucks instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Final segment. Thanks for hanging out with me, Locked on Cardinals. Um, this is a fun time, man. You know, this is a fun time to be an Arizona Cardinals fan. It's a fun time to cover the Arizona Cardinals. It's a fun time to argue. It's a fun time to agree. It's a fun time to do flipping everything about the Arizona Cardinals. Because aside from that bird on the side of the helmet that I think if one helmet without the bird, that's all I ask. One helmet without the bird. The bird has a 0.429 lifetime winning percentage. Rip that bird off one helmet without the bird, please. It's a fun time to be around the Arizona Cardinals. Don't worry that the national media doesn't pay much mind. Okay. That's going to come with winning. It's going to come with winning and it's going to come with finishing. Not all 11 win game, all, not all 11 win seasons are created equal. We know that now as what we witnessed last year. Okay. Now I did my pressure meter. Kyler Murray is the 10th ranked Arizona Cardinal as it pertains to pressure for 2022. Because he just needs to continue to do what he's doing. They're not going to take the money back. The only bad contracts there are, this ain't going to be a bad contract. It just, it isn't. And people need to understand that. Sure, I'm on the side of the aisle where I think Kyler Murray is doing more to benefit this team than Cliff Kingsbury is. 100%. And, and I will, I give Cliff credit. I think that he makes a great movie trailer, but the movie altogether ain't that great sometimes. Some of his play calls are incredible. Some of his leadership qualities are incredible at times. And then Cardinals need to run out the clock. Two minutes and 40 seconds left. The opposing team has two timeouts and they go three and out in 38 seconds. And it's like, well, okay, that's where we're at. So I think this contract is going to be fine for Kyler. And I don't think that, I don't think he has any extra pressure now than he did a week ago. I think he's going to ball out. And I think he's going to practice. I think he's going to get better. And I think that, you know, he just gonna his paychecks are just gonna be a little bit more now. Praising Steve Keim. Okay. Steve Keim put together a plan and executed it. That felt weird. Steve Keim put together a plan for this offseason and executed it flawlessly to the plan that he put together. He is Mr. Overcorrector, okay? And it seems to have worked out from the Sam Bradford, Mike Glennon, Josh Rosen three-headed nightmare to drafting Kyler Murray to where we are now. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. Could it be better than it is now? For sure. But he's got a brand. I don't either draft. 
That's like, that's his. So like, if, if you were trying to get Steve Kimes attention, like you say you're at the beach. Okay. And you got an extra couple, couple thousand, you know, Steve Kimes at the beach also. And you want to hire somebody who flies those little, those little <laughs> death trap, um, uh, single engine planes with the, the ribbon on the back with advertising and whatnot to get his attention. Just say, I don't need the draft period. Steve Kahn would be like, who is that? Hire him. That's Steve Kahn. But he executed a plan this offseason. He got all the offensive firepower necessary. They were able to bring Rodney Hudson back, sign Kyler Murray's contract extension, and on they go. So he has built the self-fulfilling prophecy that his moves and mistakes yielded Kyler Murray Cliff Kingsbury offense is the strength of this Arizona Cardinals team. It took him four years, but now by default, the offense is the firepower of the Arizona Cardinals. They should put up 30 points a game. They should win 10 games and the defense hopefully can stick through for the entire season. Like if Byron Murphy gets hurt, if Isaiah Simmons or Zayvon Collins gets hurt, if Buda Baker gets hurt, Yikes. But I will compliment Steve Kahn without it being backhanded whatsoever. He had a plan and he implemented it to a T. And I feel gross now. Alex Lindsay, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.